Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Support gut health with Inner Health Digestive Defence. 60 capsules are now only $41.99 at Chemist Warehouse. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. Kempe for breakfast on SCNZ Tuesday, the 12th of July, and the weather is horrible, horrible all around the country. Kempe, he's up in Kitty and it's stormy, it's yuck there, and it's horrible down here in Otatahi Christchurch, and I'm just looking outside, there's a random truck here, and I'm going, what are you doing? I need to go out there and have a look, but I'm obviously on air, so there's a truck sitting out there in my driveway, and he's got his... There's lights on, so that's obviously means something's going on, but uh, I don't know what. So I've messaged my neighbour. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> I don't know if they'll still be there, mate. It's been there. Horrible out here. Windy and yuck. But uh, Kempi, how are you, brother? Oh, Mati up here, bro, is going nuts. The wind, the rain, mm. it's been hard to sleep through the night up the far, um, far north, but... Yeah, man, apart from that, it's what it's bought. It's bought in a subtropical uh, climate. It's I reckon it's about 17, 18 degrees up here. I don't know where the heat's come from. I've just been outside to get a get a notepad out of the car and, um, geez, whipped off the sweatshirt and I'm walking around in my singlet. It's that warm. Unbelievable. No wonder you want to come yeah. live up here, eh, Izzy? A bit different than <laughs> down there, good. mate, with the snow. Those poor cows, mate. You got some coats, oh. hopefully, for those 14 cows you got out there. <laughs> Do you know what? I actually woke up. I actually woke up, Kempi, and I was like, I love Christchurch. I love Christchurch. Um, it's a beautiful place. It's, it holds a special place in my heart. But I was like, why do I live here? It is so <laughs> wet and yuck and miserable and just so cold. And I'm like, oh, maybe one day I'll win lotto and chase summers, go summer to summer. And then just get yeah, rid of the winters like a lot of a lot of people do, mate. Um, You've already won lotto. Yeah, you can she, do it now. <laughs> uh, excuse me, Uncle. Oh, look at that backdrop you've got, mate. I've got I've got a backdrop looking at cows. You've got a backdrop looking at the Bay of Islands. Don't you even compare. <laughs> oh, you're a cracker. Anyway, Uncle, we've got a big show today. We're going to be uh, talking other things other than rugby. Don't worry. Rug- rugby will slip in there throughout the show, no doubt. I've got a plenty of text messages that we need to get through from yesterday's show that I'll, I'll read in a couple of minutes' time. But for then, today, 
after 7am, about 7.20ish. He's on the road, he's travelling, he's a busy man to track down, but we appreciate him coming on our show. Hayden Wild, uh, he, won, he, he won the latest uh, World Triathlon Championship Series and race in Hamburg. He's actually been racing really well. A maiden victory, a couple of seconds, and obviously that win in Hamburg, Germany. So we'll have a catch-up with Hayden Wild um, shortly, uh, about 7.20ish this morning, so stay tuned for that. Following that, the Cadbury Netball Series starts Wednesday, and the Silver Ferns have already been rocked by the dreaded COVID, Nolene Tauroa. The coach will miss the Cadbury Series. She's uh, tested positive for COVID, so she'll miss it. Today we'll chat to uh, Mary Ann Delaney Hoshik, who will coach the New Zealand A side, taking on uh, the Silver Ferns. And, uh, mate, it'll be awesome. Uh, Debbie Fuller. Debbie Fuller, the assistant, will be taking over the coaching rounds, uh, reigns with um, the Silver Ferns and uh, Nolene Tauru's absence. So today we'll take to Mary Ann Delaney Hoshik. They're taking on New Zealand A, the New Zealand men's side, and also New Zealand's invitational side uh, for the Cadbury Series. So that kicks, that starts tomorrow. Tomorrow. So we'll have a chat about that about 7.40ish. And then after 8, MP Baz, the coach, McCallum, he's back in New Zealand. He's back in New Zealand. He, he actually like, missed. I was reading as he didn't like that? baseball. I was reading he didn't <laughs> like the old baseball. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't like too much. It's uh, referencing him and him as his self, mate. He's pretty um, like I was, I've been talking to him, mate. And I said, uh, "What are you up to? What are you up to? Do you want to, you know, have a catch up?" He's like, "No, nah, no, nah, this is this is the players' time. This is about the players." So he's just really taking a backward step in a, you know, taking a, you know, just. Chilling out in the background, not really having too much of the front in the media, and and he's loving it. He's loving. It. He's back home with his family, and I missed him. He says, hey, "Come on the show, mate. Come on, we'll get you up." And he goes, "What time?" I said, "Ah, oh, mate, eight o'clock, eh? Eight o'clock. <laughs> nice little sleeping for you, you know. School holidays, so the girls will be home, and all the kids will be home, so it'll be a real family affair. But after eight o'clock, we'll tach, uh, chat to Baz, Baz, the coach, McCullum." And uh, he's see what he's up to for the next couple of weeks. So looking forward to that. And con- continue the cricketing theme. Our Black Caps escaped a close one the other day as Michael Bracewell smashed the team to victory with the ball remaining. Michael joined us a few minutes ago. He only just left us. He's got a busy day preparing for that match. Take two against the Irish side tomorrow. And uh, we'll play that for you at 8.40. So a big show for you today. Got any questions or anything you would love to be answered? Double eight, double three on the Temple Bed Post text machine, or even better, give us a call because the phone lines are running hot, which is fair because she was a big day of debating and reacting to Saturday's performance of the All Blacks, and not only that, all sports. So oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. Big show, Kempi. Big show, Kempi. On, aren't you? You're up in the Bay of Islands, and you obviously got your beautiful family there. You, you, you know, you, you're on a big bit of land. Are you getting your hands dirty, Kimpy? Are you getting out there and <laughs> and, and your singlet and the 18 degrees uh, nearly uh, tropical hurricane storms? Are you getting out there and doing some mahi? Hell yeah. Mate, you got no choice. What I'm annoyed at is that I spent two days just tidying the place up and then the storm's coming last night. And I'm like, all I could think about is that was a waste of time. I should have waited. I should have waited. But nah, mate, you, you got no choice. I got the gumboots. I'm, you know, I went over my mate next door. He's, uh, he's the old owner of a company called Treescape and he's got all the tools. And I said, oh, look, I need a strummer. He goes, yep, get over here. 
get over here. I've got one. I'm going to take you through, demo it. It was a Strummer, mate. It's like, it's like, uh, oh, it's a transformer. That's all I can say. It's got like a motor. You pull, you pull all these pieces off and you hook it back up. So that's it, it, not a Strummer, but it's a Strummer. Then it's a chainsaw. And then it's a hedge trimmer, mate. It's all in one. And he's got all the safety gear and helmet with a set of ev ev headphones and visors and all these <laughs> leggings that you look like a Western, you know, like a cowboy walking out. We're holding a strimmer. So, mate, yeah, it's a, you know, when you've got a bit, little bit of land, you know that, is it? You, you can't just sit in here and watch the lawns grow. It'll overtake your yeah. house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mate. It's, um, it's pretty, uh, pretty full noise. Man, I'm just a bit worried about this, this truck out there. This truck out there, he's he sitting might in my paddock now. He might be taking the cows. Yep. yep. They're going, yeah, yeah that's his dad. He's, he's, we've been listening to he him on, on the old Clueless, country Clueless. <laughs> <laughs> he might be here to pick up the digger. He might be here to pick up the digger, and the digger's at my neighbour's, so I better give him a ring. <laughs> yeah, get on the phone, give him a call. Just make, make sure he's the taking, the, taking the digger. <laughs> <laughs> She's full nearly. Uh, oh, anyway, Kempi, give her another thing. We've got a f uh, big show. We're going to be talking to Harold Wilder today. He's been going outstanding in the triathlon. Bit of netball, a bit of cricket. But yesterday we were covering the All Blacks, and uh, it was a hot topic throughout the day, no doubt. So I'm going to answer uh, a few messages here on one other thing we seem to do. This is from Kevin on the Temper Bed Post text machine. One other thing we seem to do when the All Blacks lose is what went wrong and how did this happen? Answer, Ireland were better and played well. We were totally out. Coach, credit when credit is due. Kevin from Titarangi. So that is pretty fair. Whenever we lose, we go searching every nook and cranny for finding answers. But the reality is that Ireland were just a better side. Obviously, there's a lot of debatable topics from that game. The refereeing, officiating, some mm. decisions that were made. But we just got made to make unforced errors and made to look bad really it was uh pretty crazy to watch yeah it was you know look there's been lots of there's been lots of um i guess talk and debate around what's been going on with the coaching and you know, i see a big article come out of stuff today about the the position of the coaches and and the percentages and all that sort of stuff and when you review that fozzy's actually not too bad he's He's sitting up there just outside Hanson and and Henry, um, well and well in front of John Hart, who's who's in double figures. Um, but you got to go way back to the sixties, I think, in the fifties, where the coaches have had a hundred percent record. So, look, I, I I feel Fozzie's pressure, and like you said yesterday, um, the first person that comes under under the pump in any sport, all right, is is not just the you know your your star player normally, but the coach always always cops it. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not uh, expecting anything less um, from from our All Black uh, supporter or our All Black um, per person with an opinion that the pressure they see, uh, who's under the most pressure at the moment, is Fozzie. And the only way Fozzie can can fix this is by winning this weekend. Mm. And mate, let's 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 not let's not beat around the bush here. This is the biggest sporting occasion in Wellington. In the context of COVID, that we haven't had teams travelling here for three years, that the that the country is watching this weekend. I mean, I mean, like when I got off the when I got off the show yesterday, all I could think about was how big a week is this for the All Blacks? Like, how big is it? It's absolutely massive. It's huge, huge week, Kempi. Like, um, if if they lose again, like, um, the 
the X is going to be welded. Let's be honest. Like the, there's already the conversations out there at the moment, and you know, like the, I can deal with with the one, but if you go back to back, I can't even remember the last time the All Blacks lost back to back tests, like week week on week going back. It's a long time ago. That's how long it has been. So, particularly at home, we can't lose back to back. And one thing that scares me is I touched on it months ago about Wellington. It is. Mate, this is a ground that hasn't been a happy um, stomping ground for, for the All Blacks over late. They've lost their last three out of four, and um, it's been a tough place to play. The weather obviously affected, but, um, mate, if there's any a week, then the All Blacks... Like you say, reading the comments about Adi Savia and, and him having... He's got Fozzie's back 100%. He's got his team's back. Obviously, he's he's heard the noise, and he's read the noise and, and the external pressure. He knows it's there. But he trusts his boys and his brothers 100%. And he's got Fozzie's back. So the question was asked yesterday, has Fozzie still got the, um, you know, the, the changer room? I think he still does. 100%. He's still mm. got the belief and uh, the boys in the changer rooms to do a job. And, and that's the thing with coaching. You know that. When, when the things don't go wrong, the coach is the one that's been uh, pointed the finger at. But the players have to take some accountability too. And some of the things that we've played out on the weekend... Um, you know, the handling catch, the catches, the handling, the passing. That's that's just player error, and that's just um, players not being able to nail their role. So, yeah, it's an it's an interesting time. It's going to be a big week for the All Blacks. I'll I'll continue on reading a couple of these messages yesterday um, from uh, some some pundits out there. Double eight, double three. There needs to be a ferocious response to the weekend by the ABs. This is what we're talking about. I'm okay that we lost. But they got in our face, taunted us, and disrespected our captain. What shocked me is no one responded to what Mahoney, oh, Mahoney said, Peter, I would have tried to smash him. That is from someone. That was fair. Like when um, when he got in his grill, eh, and, and really got <laughs> right up in his grill and said that thing, that you're a second-hand Richie McCall, no one even reacted. It would have been interesting. if I wonder if Dane Coles is going to start this week. A bit of mongrel coming into that Ford pack. Or even if he's involved in the squad, someone that they need a bit of difference and a bit of edge in it can be. Yeah, it's you know, look, I, I hear what what the text is saying is that you know let's let's not beat around the bush here and 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 fight fire with fire like that's mm. you, at that level you can't do it. There's a couple of there's a couple of things I want to say here. The first one is he is that the coach doesn't lose the change rooms in the All Blacks overnight. You know, no. the the All Blacks is away. It's an institution. The players know that they probably let down the coach as well as the coach probably not moving as quickly on the tactics as he should have done, like Andy Farrell did to change the, the shape of his team going into that second test. That's a learning. I don't think it's about losing the shed. And the other part is you can't fight fire with fire in today's game. Hell, look, look, an Australian got sent to the Sinbin for 10 minutes for a charge down. Mm. That's how ridiculous... Um, a fight and fire with fire is getting. You, you actually don't have to. You don't have. You, it's going to get to the stage where you look at a player wrong, and the referee's going to send you to the sin bin. You know, and I think all you've got to do is go back to knowing what you do best. I thought under pressure, the Irish team handled the the catch, the pass, the basics really, really well, and that's mm. something we've taken for granted. The All Blacks have always been clean, mate. I remember watching them as a kid. You watch them and, the, and you go, how did he catch that ball? You know, how did he make that pass? Everything was so crisp. But at the moment, we've just lost our, our way a little bit. And you can, you know, 
if you're looking at, I've got this off off the back fence for today, but are you looking at the 50-50s, we just have to win them. There's no, there's no other way. Every 50-50, we got to win it. Whether it be line out, yeah. ruck more, um, catch and pass, breaks, you know, defensively. You know, if we, we, mm. we win those, we win the game. It's that simple. You know what? That's got me thinking. That's got me thinking. When I was in the ABs, and I hate referring back to when I was there because this is a different time and a different um, whole team altogether. But when I was there like that, we trained the basics, which is catch, your pass, and your running lines. We trained that every day for hours on end and hours on end. I was like, mate, what are we doing this for? But you just nailed it right then and there. It's because in the game, the game's made up of basic skills. Catch, pass, and you run. That's nothing magical about it, and that's what you've just said, that when we did it, we did it world-class every single time. Now, the biggest person that was uh, a huge influence on that was Mick Byrne, and obviously Mick Byrne was coaching Fiji and Drua, and he was a part of the skills um, the skills performance team for the All Blacks back when I was there for a couple of years. Potentially, and maybe what we're seeing now, Kempi, is that they've gone away from that. They've gone away from really nailing those finer details of the game, which is run, catch, pass, and maybe they're not focusing on their basic skills. And that is showing, because particularly with that comment, which is as really highlights the performance on Saturday, yes, you're right, the passing was poor, the catching was poor, um, the 50-50s they were throwing and they were searching. Instead of going back to the basics, they went away from them. And it, and it affected the flow and effect from Saturday. So, May, I think you've actually nailed it right then and there. Yeah, and and and, and that's exactly right because when you when you get those parts right, especially in an elite athlete like yourself, mm. then you're really good at doing those those real core basic skills anyway. But you're sharper. Like, I mean, you're really sharp, and it has to be in, in, in intensity. I remember you saying, you know, like Wayne Smith, he'd just drill us, and it'd be like you're just playing a game every training session. What you're doing is when you get to that test match, it's 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 rote. It's in your head. You just know exactly what you're going to do, and you're crisp and sharp. They've gone away from that. I have to have because I, I I remember two um, drop balls on the weekend where where they were just a, a catch, a, a cold catch and drop, and I was like, wow, I've never seen that happen. Yeah, I reckon they had to. I reckon they had to as well too, Kim, because I was a bit ah uh, well gobsmacked from what I was. Seen on the weekend, but hey, that's enough of that. It's time for this. Can't wait question of the day. A can't wait question of the day. Start of the season, start of the year, Fozzie come out and says, yes, this year we're 18 test matches away from the World Cup. We need to have some consistency in our selections. He said it's, it's going to be a a teething out process, and he said, expect some adversity, maybe expect some losses. So for us, as a nation, the question is, have you made peace that the All Blacks will lose a number of test matches still to come this year, potentially looking for that consistent selection going forward to the World Cup? That is the question. Have you made peace that the All Blacks will lose a number of test matches still to come this year? That is our can't wait question of the day. Double eight, double three. Give us a message. Richie's come through. I'll get to that shortly. Or 0800 150 
8 to 11. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. Thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. Yes, good morning. Welcome in wherever you are in the country. Let us know. It is horrible down here in Otatahi Christchurch. And Kitty Kitty is a bit of the same, except she's a wee bit warmer. 18 degrees up there where Uncle is situated at the moment. He's currently wearing a singlet and it's a storm outside, but that's just Kempe. <laughs> that's just Kempe. Beautiful Uncle. Uh, we asked the question before we went away. Question of the day, have you made peace that the All Blacks will lose a number of test matches still to come this year? And a few messages have already come flooding in. Here's one from Grant. No, I haven't. Not when I believe the reason for those losses to uh, were due to poor selection, players out of position, and poor game plan. That is from Grant. So, beautiful, beautiful. Grant is... Um, coming through and he, he reckons the the losses from poor selections interesting grant i want to know what what those selections were you for you was it the midfield was it the the loose four trio let us know let us know 10 halfback let us know double eight double three gun i'd love to uh hear your thoughts another hit one here kempe if you want to read that one from roy it's a great message yeah yeah from roy here it says yep i've made my peace but only to a point I don't want to lose a series to Ireland. I don't want to lose at Eden Park. And above all, I don't want to lose the Blennerslow Cup. You know what? You must make a really good point there, Izzy. When have you, the supporters ever talked about the All Blacks losing? Like, not in my never. time. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. 54. I have never in my life heard anyone talking about the All Blacks losing. That's how... That's how um, how much they are inside the New Zealand fabric of, of, of our society. When you're talking all black, all blacks, you're just talking winning, nothing else. And now we've got this conversation that's out there going, are we accepting the all blacks as being mediocre? Yeah, I can't believe I'm actually reading that question out, to be honest, mate. It's, it's, it's horrible to even be a part of the conversations. Yeah, you're right. Like We've never accepted that. Never accept it. Doesn't matter who you're playing or what. You get an opportunity to pull that jersey on. You go out there and you do it justice, mate. Those that have gone before you and those that will continue to carry the jersey for many years to come, mate. It's um, yeah, it shouldn't even be part of it. So for me, that's just not even. That's irrelevant. I'm not accepting mediocrity, and I'm not accepting losses, and I'm not accepting uh, anything but wins. And but uh, quality Hell performance no. that you can actually walk away from and, and be proud about. So, yeah, look, whoever's on in that jersey, and we're going to hopefully see some consistent selections. But mate, I don't want to see any more losses, and I don't want to see any more uh, hampering of that jersey. This the sacred jersey, mate. It's taking a hammering lately. Taking a hammering. We're, we're currently sitting in sixth position in the world. You know, like it's yeah. it's crazy to say that. Like we're not, you know, we're, we're usually around one or two. Now we're not even in the top four. It's I can't even believe it. It's it's, it's unheard of. Yeah, and mate, I can hear I can hear it in everyone's <laughs> voice and everyone's opinion. I can hear the shock. Like, really, you're talking about us, the All Blacks? Because because every New Zealander that talks about the All Blacks is an All Black. They bleed mm. black. You know what I mean. Yeah. They, they don't bleed any other co- color. They, when it comes to the All Blacks, they are they are there. They are wearing 
the jersey and they're feeling every emotion mm. that a player goes through. And at the moment, you're talking about mediocrity and whether or not, as a supporter for, for decades, it becomes the norm. We, we support mediocrity. Well, I, I agree mm. with you. No, we don't. I think it starts, you know, the text that said it starts at selections. The, the days of mucking around by, by slotting players in and out of the all-black team when you're sitting sixth is gone. Because mm. if you do that too often, you're going to lose. You need to start building your best team. And back in the old days, mate, if I missed out on a test jersey and I didn't get it because a player was being trolled in that jersey, mate, I would have been spewing. Like, when you got the test jersey, it was yours. If, if, if we've got a player that's in that position, let's say Geordie Barrett at 15, mate, I think the time comes now that you pick that player and say you're our 15. It's up to another player to beat you out of that jersey. We're not going to put you on the wing. We're not going to put you at second 5'8". You're the number 15. And I think now when you're sitting half a dozen positions below where you should be, you can't afford to do anything else. That's just my opinion. Yeah, 100%. You're right on the money there, Kempi. And, uh, mate, it's, it's, it's a horrible situation that we got ourselves in at the moment. But, hey, that is sport, and teams in other nations get better, and that's what they're doing. France, Ireland, England, they're all tra- trajecting in the right direction. So uh, we'll keep those conversations coming up throughout the day. Double eight, double three, the question of the day. Have you made peace that the All Blacks will lose a number of test matches still to come? This year. Coming up, we're going to have a wee catch up with Kez or Louie. Love Racing.nz update. But right now, we're going to hear from Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. Good morning, time for our Love Racing.nz, your home for everything thoroughbred racing update. And it's wet and it's horrible, so there's probably not even much going on in the horse world, which is great for my wallet, in fact. So let's hear from Louis Herman Watt, his last sleeping and it's back to reality for him tomorrow. Can't wait to see him back on the show and hear his voice. Louis, how you doing, bud? Yeah, I'm good, bro. No sleepings for me. I feel like I've been up all night. No, I'm kidding. I, um, <laughs> I've just been um, kind of easing my way back onto the tools, helping out with a couple nice. of guests. What a stacked show. What a stacked show today, by the way. Hayden Wild, mm. champion triathlete. Uh, so where Michael... is he? <laughs> We've got He's that video. Is he... <laughs> Where's he up in the mountains or something? <laughs> yeah, he's in Spain. Just lo- loving it. <laughs> yeah, let's crack up. Yeah, he's got a couple of. He's, he's got to do some. He's been travelling, so he's got to do some. Uh, he's got to do some practice or well, training, I guess. And then um, he's going to jump on for a yarn with the lads. Um, and Baz, obviously, after eight, and uh, Baz has a couple of horses. This is the Love Racing slot. And um, yeah, right. The weather is so bad around the country, like everywhere. So. To, there's no races today. There's trials at the Cambridge Synthetic, so they'll be able to go ahead. Tomorrow, the races at the Cambridge Synthetic, and then Thursday, it's at Woodville, which is a track which gets very heavy. Um, we've got Rickerton on Friday. I assume that's the Synthetic. And then this weekend, it's Ruakaka, and they should be fine because our sand based up there, so they'll be able to cop a bit of the rain. Um, 
and Trentham, but this Trentham meet is the Wellington Steeple and Wellington Hurdle. And actually, this time last year, that meet was postponed. Might have even been completely moved. I think they ran the races from memory at Hastings. I think I've got that right. Uh, It was just a deluge. Same time last year, and the track just absolutely couldn't hack it. It was not. And on the morning of, they had to cool it off, and that kind of was one of the early... Well, it had been happening a lot, but that was one of the parts that really pissed people off and it led to the Captain Cook Stakes Day being called off as well at Trentham. So that was a real issue. So that's this weekend down there at Wellington, the Wellington Steeple and the Wellington Hurdles. So hopefully the track doesn't take too much damage that they can still run those meetings because they missed out on it last year. But other than that, it's a quiet day today. Um, Yeah, people just... I'll be out there working, don't you worry about that. But, yeah, no races as such, so your wallet can have a break. And um, make sure you find mm. out from Baz how his yearlings going. He, he Obviously, you're, you're in half of it, aren't you? Is he paying half the bills? Yes, yes, we are. And uh, it's just taking a wee spell at the moment. It's, I feel like it's continuing to just spell. They just eat and well, the trainers get paid while they're eating. It's bloody great, actually. Um, mate, it's... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's, um, it's one of those ones we just got to get used to. But, mate, um, it's it's going to be interesting to see how it goes. We've had that horse for a while now. And, and like, obviously at the start of their campaign, and once while they're growing and growing into their bodies, and we're going to race him as a three-year-old, so he's still got a wee way to go. He's a two-year-old colt when we got him, so he's got a wee, a wee way to go. And then once he's getting there, hopefully he's um, rearing to get out there and start seeing some some form from it. We still don't know. We still don't know. He's obviously out of so you think. So the so, you know, it's got the breeding Beautiful. there. Well but, he yeah. um he's three he's three in what like twenty days. So you never know. Maybe he's Chris, running what, in the spring, is he? He's running in the spring. He's up against we got a Darren three year old too, so he'll be up against our boy. Um there you go. Hey Chris Waller just takes yeah, his time. That's the thing. He's a he's very you know he's no one's ever going to rush Chris Waller into doing anything, which is fair enough mm-hmm. as well. Um, but yeah, Baz obviously got Tabata and Rabada going around as well, so be good to see. He'll be happy to be back in New Zealand and going to pat his horses and say good day to all his mates in the racing industry. So I'm sure everyone's happy to have him back, boys. But that's about all I can offer today. Hey, Louie, yeah, one thing about... before you go. One thing before you go, Louie. I just want. How come no one's asked Joe about hot pinks? What a uh, Andrew Forsman's runner, which didn't go too good in the weekend. Good, good horse though. Five and nine, finished five one and a quarter lengths off the off the third runner, and Joe won't talk about it. Like he tipped that out, like it was a good thing last week. I heard that too. Clado yeah. agreed with me. He thought it was a good pick, man. It was actually my first one that anyone, anyone's ever backed me on, and Clado backed me. You know, and I felt good about it. So did Ricardo. Ricardo put the house on it. Didn't work. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for yeah. the tip, Joe. Uh, thanks, Joe. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, Louis. Louis, just quick, quick before you go, I remember you gave me a tip. Fiscal Fun. It's racing in synthetic. Uh, Courtney Barnes and Stephen Marsh horse, mate. It's back-to-back wins. Got a chance again at synthetic tomorrow? Race three. Fiscal Fun. Give me um, one, surely. Yeah, well, it's a course from memory. It's a course specialist, isn't it? It really likes the uh, synthetic. Fiscal fun, what's it drawn? Yeah, barrier two. Yeah, loves the synthetic. Oh, it'll be short. It'll be very short. Oh, unless it's gone up in class, which it probably has. Hold on, bear with me. 
Uh, yeah, up from rating 65 into rating 74. Um, so without looking at the times it's running, it's a good field, this, actually. It's a nice field. Yeah, you might get, you might get, oh, gee, who would know? Don't know what odds you'll get, but you might get something worth a bet. Yeah, good barrier. Jockey gets on with the horse. Yeah, don't mind the Lizzie. Beautiful, mate. I remember exactly where you gave me that horse tip on a Wednesday fill-up. I was in Whangarei, and I gave the builders that tip too, and they got paid. So I'll be following me money here, mate. Appreciate it, Louis. Have a good day. We'll no doubt get you on later throughout the show. Great to catch up for our Love Racing.nz for all your thoroughbred racing news, previews, reviews, and more. That was Louis Herman Watt. He'll be back on the tools tomorrow. It'll be great to have him back on the show. Keep those messages coming through on the Temper Bedpost text machine about the rugby. There's one there from Grant talking about selections and a few more that we'll get to shortly. But right now, it is time for Quizzy Dag. Take on the Quizmaster, the Ismaster. 0800 Phone a friend. Kempi's got his clues ready for you. So 0800-150-811. Quizzy Dag, you could be going to the Gold Coast courtesy of Willamette Travel. Tim from Christchurch, he's ready. So be like Tim. Call me. Come on, take me on. I'm ready. Bring it on. Questions on your radio, giving you the chance to head to the Gold Coast. Five questions for the win. Supercars on the line. Oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. You're mine. It's Quizzy Dag, give it a go. It's Quizzy Dag, now don't you choke. It's Quizzy Dag, who knows the most. It's Quizzy Dag, we're going to the go-go. Yes, we're going to the Gold Coast. What day? I'm unsure. So let's get someone in the quiz going in the draw for the... 300th time. Let's go. Rip into it. We're going to go to who's up first. Oh, let me guess. Let me guess. Oh, Anton. You're up first. Morning, Anton. <laughs> morning, brother. How are you? Yeah, I'm oh, morning, good, morning. brother. Morning, morning. Here we go. Question number one. Which sport does Alex Crosby compete in? Oh, come on. Uh, <laughs> got a clue there, can't be? MSRT. MSRT. Oh, my God. MSRT. I have no idea, so I'm going to go with... I have no idea. It's <laughs> <laughs> No, no. <laughs> Sorry, Anton. Hey, give first us a call tomorrow. tomorrow, eh? You might be first. All right? <laughs> <laughs> Have a good day. Have a good day, brother. Brenton, hey, brother. Yeah, brother. LA, bro. Oh, Here we go. could be better, mate, if I had a better clue. 
Oh, <laughs> which sport does Alex Crosby compete in? Oh, I don't acronym. know either, mate. I'm just... What was that, sorry? That's an acronym. MSRT. Just say it. MSRT. Nah. I'm not very brainy this, Kempe, mate. What are, you, what are you going to the Gold Coast for? <laughs> oh, just have some fun. <laughs> <laughs> All good, Brenton. Chat to you tomorrow, brother. We're going to go to Tim from the horrible Christchurch. Timmy, how are you, bud? Not too bad, boys. How are we doing? Good, thank you. All Question good. number one. Which sport does Alex Crosby compete in? Um, Supercars? Yeah, we'll give you that one. We'll give you Question number two. Who leads the F1 Drivers' Championship after yesterday's race? Uh, um, I think it's uh, Verstappen, isn't it? It is Verstappen. Correct. Question number three. Where does Nick Kyrgios, Kyrgios sorry, sit on the current ATP World Rankings? to get a clue from old Uncle Kimpy if that's alright. Surf Highway. What's that, sorry? Surf Highway. New Plymouth Surf, Surf Highway. Yeah, it's famous, oh. mate, if you know surfing. Yeah, yeah. I've um, got a few mates from out there, but I don't know it. Um, I would have a guess 46. <laughs> <laughs> Not far off there, Timmy. Couldn't get any closer. Well done, mate. Have a good day. We're going to go to Troy. Morning, Troy. Morning, fellas. Hey, up. Yeah, good, man. 40. 45. Is correct. The 45th. Here we go. Question number four. Where are the Black Caps playing the Irish in this series? Where are they playing them tomorrow? Oh. oh, clue, Kimby. It's not rawhide. Anaheide. Oh, no. They were listening. Great. They were listening. Great answer. No, no, it's not Anaheide. Sorry, we're going to go to Simon in Auckland. Morning, Simon. How are you going? We are going great guns, mate. Where are the Black Cats playing the Irish in this series? Village? Mm, no. Wow. Well, I'd love the name of it. I'd love the name, but I'll give it to you. I love <laughs> the name, but I'll give it to you because I'm feeling nice. Okay. Question number five. Rainer Bloxham has stepped up to be assistant coach of the Silver Ferns. Which ANZ Premiership team does she coach? Um. Is she the Southern Steel? Ah, she's a Southern Steel, Simon. <laughs> well done, mate. Well done. You've gone into the draw to maybe one day go to the Gold Coast. Of courtesy of Willamette Travel. Well done, mate. Appreciate your call. Uh, that is Quizzy Dag back shortly. 
fast, non-drowsy hay fever relief. Shop Telfast at Chemist Warehouse. 70 capsules for $39.99. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. Yes, welcome in. A couple of minutes away from Aroha and the news. We'll get an update from what's going on around here and abroad for sure. Bit of F1. Crazy scenes yesterday. Carlos Sainz. Obviously his car lit on fire. He's erupted because it took a while for the uh, fireman and team to get there and put the blaze out. So glad he's out safely. And Leclerc getting the job done and staying in the race and keeping on. Verstappen's heels and yep, huge, huge news. But coming up after seven o'clock, we're going to chat to Hayden Wild about seven twenty a.m. We're going to get Kempy's off the back fence and see where his mind is going at the moment. But earlier on in the show, we asked the question: Have you made peace that the All Blacks will lose a number of Test matches still to come this year? And and Grant came through. He left us message. I asked him about selections. What's he on about? Where is he kind of? Heading with that uh, message he sent through, and he said, Best fullback in the country on the bench and wing, two best number sevens at six and eight. Why do we pick a prop? And as Grant, uh, Grant Fox came on and said, Why do we pick a prop who's leaving for France after the series, leaving the group out? Coaches talk about combinations and betting players into group, but continually, continually contradict themselves. Pick the best specialists in their positions. And create a cutthroat desire to be in that top 23. Yeah, Grant, yeah. wow. Bang, right wow. on the money, Grunter. Appreciate your message coming through. Keep those flowing. Coming up, big out. Hayden Wild off the back fence with Tony Kemp. But right now, I'm going to go get my McCafe coffee. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. Fast, non-drowsy hay fever relief. Shop Telfast at Chemist Warehouse. 70 capsules for $39.99. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ Tuesday, the 12th of July. It's just after 7 o'clock. There's been a message come through from Michael Holdsworth. He's from Wellington, and he's always on the pulse. And you got to remember, a very wet game tonight for the Māori All Blacks. They are taking on Ireland at the Caketon tonight. So a bit of rugby for a Tuesday. How good is midweek footy? Yes. Going to check out the squad. You've got a pretty similar team that took them on in Hamilton. Only a couple of big changes, actually. Josh Morby starting at fullback. The great uh, Southlander, played for the Hurricanes, played extremely well, I must say. 
looked pretty sharp out there at playing a bit of fullback, a bit of wing. But Josh Morby is starting that fullback in place of the man of the match, the man of the moment from Hamilton, Zahn Sullivan. So huge omission there. But tonight, they are playing the Irish. Be interesting to see what team fronts for Ireland. But another clinical performance, TJ Perinara captaining back home in front of his family and his people so huge match tonight cullen grace another opportunity to see where he's at see if he can come take another leap in the right direction but kempi big match tonight are you looking forward to watching that one unfold mate you'll be back home oh, in auckland 100%. tamaki makoto but huge tonight yeah it is and you know no no better way to get the all blacks up for the weekend after a win you know mm. so all the best to the Māori All Blacks tonight to uh, to get the week the week off to a good start. Weather's going to play a big part, as you know. The Irish, you heard that last week when they were talking about the rain and the wind and and what they always hoped would happen when they when they get out onto the football field. They're going to get that tonight. Don't worry about that. There's going to be plenty of it. Who are your biggest gains from from this? Do, do you think TJ? Um, and obviously Brad Webber's on the bench, so two quality halfbacks. We know the halfback rounds are pretty stocked at the moment, but who's got the biggest to, to gain from t the match tonight for you, in your eyes? Oh, look, I think Grace does on the back of the scrum. I think he's, you know, every time he plays, he's going to be the type of player that they want to take away to the World Cup. Um, I think TJ's got a lot to lose if he doesn't play well. I think he, he sits firmly in number four at the moment of the halfbacks. I think he sits behind um, Whakatawa, um, Smith and Co. And and I, I honestly think that Brad Webber did his, his World Cup, um, I guess, getting on that team uh, a world of good in the last game in the Irish when they beat the Irish last week. So, yeah, man, I, 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 you know, TJ, I hope, he, I hope he plays a massive game. If he, if he plays a massive game, they'll, come a long, they'll go a long way to winning this game. Yeah, I'm expecting him to put on a performance back home in front of his people. We know how Māori culture is, well, hugely important to him. He's really embracing it. He's learning te reo. He's studying it. Mate. He's really immersing himself back into his culture. So he knows, I know how much this team really means to him. I'm expecting him to put on a performance. But another player that I want you to watch, uh, Kempi, and you would have seen a glimpse of him in Hamilton and also in the final for the Crusaders against the Blues, and that is Tamaiti Williams. The big, mm. the big prop, the big, big prop to Mighty Williams. Mate, he has a huge future ahead of him. He's lost so much weight. He is fit. He is mobile. He is strong, strong up the front. Mm. Mate, he is scrummaging really well. We saw what he was able to do to two of our all-black incumbents in that final, uh, him and a young guy, Fletcher Newell. So, yeah, I, I reckon watch that space. Only a matter of time when Tamaiti Williams is back. Uh, and maybe potentially getting a call up into that into that All Blacks squad. So, huge match tonight. The Māori All Blacks taking on the Irish 7pm at the Caketon Sky City, Sky Stadium in Wellington. Looking forward to that one. We asked the questions at the start of the show. Biggest things going forward. And, well, we'll get to those shortly. But right now, we're going to go off the back fence with Tony Kemp. What do you got, Uncle? Here we go. With a 50% win-loss ratio after the last eight games, does that mean we are only a 50-50 chance of winning the Test match against the Irish this week? 
So taking the 50-50 win-loss scenario, I've come up with some key areas of the game that we need to gain a 1% advantage to win this game. The first one is selections. We must innovate and create this, uh, critique this team to gain an advantage. One is selections. We all know that the best team win will inevitably win games. So pick the best player for each position to represent the team. The second one is game plan. Innovate and trust your players to deliver. The Irish showed us how they can manipulate their game plan to get the job done. Fail to plan, plan to fail. The third one is energy. This week is all about intensity. Intensity at training, intensity in the gym, and intensity when you apply attention to detail. The basics will get the job done. But the most important thing is to start with a bigger intensity than the Irish do. You do this and you will win the 50-50 game. But before I go, one last 50-50 call has to go away. And that is the officiating. Be clean and fair in everything that you do and win the battle of the officials. Man, what a game. Who wins the 50-50? For me, it's our team. Team Bleed Black. Let's go. Off the back fence with Tony Kemp. Let's go, Kempy. Yes, for sure, mate. You nailed it. You absolutely nailed it with the game plan. Innovate. We need to be able to adapt. And Richie came on the text machine earlier on. He said the biggest thing for the All Blacks this weekend has been able to adapt each time the game changes. So on the weekend, we saw that that wide pass hitting that third player and, and the Irish had made a, a change. And I don't know if you remember that first test when they hit Sammy Whitelock, who was that third player. They went out the back to Rico Iwani. They got wide to Tupaya and then Leicester nearly scored. And that's when we scored our first try. That is innovating. That is painting a different picture. In the second test, we didn't have that scenario. So, mate, I loved it. Loved it. Game plan, innovate. Be able to adapt on the run. And things aren't working. It doesn't mean it's not working in other places. Look. Use your eyes, communicate, and, and look for those situations. Selections as well, what you touched on in your um, off-the-back fence, Kempi. So selections is going to be huge this weekend. Who are you predicting to start? What are the big selection positions for you for the All Blacks, mate? Oh, look, I think, I think you've got to go back to, um, to, to Scotty Barrett on the, on the, in the number six jersey. I think that's the first one. Put Sam Whitelock back in there. I think you put Havili back in the second 5-8. Uh, with, with Goodhue at centre and go back to what you were going to start within that first test before COVID hit. I think you've got to start the best players in the best position currently all right, and stop mucking around with the team and give them a chance. But for me, it's all about energy is this week. Like, yeah. win the game. They should have won the game net already. They should be training the house down. Their energy levels have to be really high to everything that they do and just go into yeah. that game fizzing. Absolutely fizzing. So, We'll know that, you know, one thing I, I do know is that after watching that game on the weekend and the first test, that Andy Farrell has brought that Wigan culture, which is getting out of the gates as quick as you can. And if we don't match mm -hmm. it, we're going to be chasing the chasing the game again. We've got to match it. And the longer we match it, I reckon we'll get them. We'll get all the little things. Beautiful. We'll yeah, 100%. Well, you know Andy Farrell, mate. You've, you've played against them and you've got a real mate, understanding. Mate, he won't return my calls. Fans, if you're listening... I'll tell you what, Faz, if you're listening, you better answer my calls, mate. All right? I know you're now the Irish coach, but just remember when I used to tell you up at Wigan, let's talk some old days, brother. Let's talk about <laughs> well, that. Well, that's, that's why. He's afraid of you, Kempi. He's afraid of you. He doesn't <laughs> want to come on, mate. You, he knows you I gave can work him it nightmares. Out, he knows you I can work it out. You gave him nightmares. I'm expecting a couple of changes, Kempi. 
I'm expecting Dane Coles to come in somewhere. I'm expecting Colsey to come in and bring an absolute presence, an edge, and some mongrel that is much needed. And back, no backwards set. Like I think Brody Retallick operates better when Colsey is there because you've got two players that, that just bring a different edge. They bring an uncompromising style of play that you can't take a backward step. So I think he actually helps Brody Retallick be able to play his game. He benefits because at the moment I feel like Brody Retallick's on his own and there's no real presence around him. So I'm expecting Colsey to come in. Uh, Scooter Barrett, Scott Barrett to go to six. We know how influential he is there. Hopefully Sammy Whitelock's available. I, I don't know the crust of that and where he's at at the moment, but if he isn't available, him slipping back into lock. Um, the first five, obviously, debate. Do we give Richie Moonga an opportunity to have a crack with more minutes? Or do we stay tried and true to Bodie Barrett? And I've touched on it before. Consistence in selections. We need to be consistent. Do we give Bodie the the reins to head us to the World Cup? Or do we change and give Richie Moonga an opportunity now? So there. Second five, I'm expecting David Harvili to come in and, and start at 12. And uh, Will Jordan on the right wing, Severo Reese on the left wing, Geordie Barrett at the back, Summer Sonny. Uh, maybe on the reserve. So I'm expecting a few changes. Colsey to come in is probably the big one for me. It's going to be interesting to see where they go. couple of days out from selection. Big week for the All Blacks. But before then, the Māori All Blacks take on Ireland tonight, which is going to be a huge, huge one. Yes, the officials. Who's refing this weekend? It'll be interesting to see who's ref is. And if they're going to oh, make any changes and take a backward step. What do you reckon, Kemp? Yeah, I reckon I reckon there's already some conversations that have been had off offline about who they want as referee, especially from the All Blacks. Mm. So um, I don't I don't agree with you know probably having that same bloke that did it last week. I, I don't think he'll get it. <laughs> um, I know that guys were really happy with the guy that did the first test. You know they may be throwing in another bloke who's new this week, and mm. that's the problem for me is that everyone has a different uh, way of refing. And you're coming, you're coming into games with different interpretations, and then referees play on that. So, mate, who knows? That's what I mean. Like at the end of the day, play clean and fair, and just don't get caught up in the officiating. Don't worry about it. Just get it. Just really take that part of it out of your game. That's where that intensity, that training to win, that whole philosophy has to be around your game plan. You know, take it out. Let's just make sure we do everything right. You're not going to, you know, mm. the Ta'aval the situation, they're never going to be able to stop that. That's a that's just a really bad common sense decision from from yeah. the referee. But all the other things, like the knocking the ball down, those are 50-50. Yes, we know it was a, a, a an intercept, but it's 50-50 in the mind of a referee, and he's gone to the penalty. You know, that's where you've got to take those those decisions out. Beautiful, beautiful keeper. Or someone that uh, makes his own decisions and keeps the ref out of it. Don't even know if there's, there will be a ref in, in triathlons anyway. It's Hayden Wild. He's going to come up shortly. He is biking around Spain, and he's going to join us on the show. So we're going to head away, and we'll be back shortly. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. Hayden Wild coming up, thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ.
The Commonwealth Games in Birmingham are just 16 days away. The goal for many of our athletes will be to build off their results from Tokyo, and no one looks more likely to do that than Hayden Wild. He pulled off another win in the Triathlon World Series on Sunday, chasing down the field in Hamburg after falling behind on the swim. We had him on our show many times before, and we're delighted to chat with him this morning. He's been biking up and down Mount Everest all day. He's on the show. Morning, Hayden. Morning, mate. How are we? <laughs> oh, mate, I'm good. I just uh, seen a video you sent through to Louie, mate. What have you been up to? You've been up and down the mountains, oh, just, just, uh, just what? Bit of recovery. Yeah, it was. Uh, there's, there's not many flats, uh, flat areas around, uh, around here in Girona, so uh, it's kind of just uh, out of Barcelona. If, uh, if anyone wants the thrones it's um where the big castle is that's where we're based here at the moment so um yeah just got got back from actually yeah, hamburg and uh got off the flight and had to go and spin the legs off coach's duties beautiful mate mate speaking of hamburg congratulations obviously uh, a, a gutsy gutsy performance um over there in hamburg getting the job mate you must be pretty proud and pretty happy but but on that race mate obviously you come out of the swim in your middle of the pack. What happened in the water? Oh, mate, that's pretty, it's pretty standard for me, to be fair. Um, it's a good day from about 15 seconds back. Um, it was a pretty standard day being 25 seconds back. Um, but I, I just try and get through transition uh, like a bat out of hell and I gain like three or four seconds. And, um, yeah, in a, in a lap and a half, we were, we were back with the group and uh, just had to kind of jostle for, for position and um, get in line and just, uh, get, yeah, get ready for the run where the, where the legs um, yeah, do the business. Beautiful. Hayden, that was um, some some run, mate, some coming through the pack on keeping up with them on the bike and then, and then get him in the end, burning them off. Was it like a three-minute three-minute um, win for you? They, we, now that you've got three months off, how do you keep that competitive that competitive um, part of it going before the com games? You know, where you know you're match fit and you're right at the moment at the top of your game. How do you how do you simulate that um, that competitive part that you're going to be missing for the next three months? Yeah, it's um, it's actually quite um, it's quite surprising actually. We've uh, just even though the World Series is kind of taking its halfway mid break, um, we've actually got a lot of kind of uh, racing going on kind of through that period, um, kind of off the World Series. Uh, so we've obviously got Com Games in a couple of weeks, um, which we'd be prepping up for, um, and then kind of or the two weeks after that, I'll be racing four weeks in um, in a row. Oh, sorry, yeah, four weeks in a row. Um, which is called the Super League Triathlon. Um, for us, it's kind of like a, I guess, like Champions League in a way uh, for football or kind of like a minor team cup. Mate. So it's kind of its own like personal kind of private league and you race for like a team um, and then so you race, yeah. So um, we go and race in France, then Germany, off to the US and we finish in the Middle East. And um, yeah, by the time um, that's all finished up, it's World Champs time in November. So it's going to come around pretty quick, and I've got a good opportunity to to keep racing. Hey, are you are you pretty blown away with with where you're at, or you've always trusted um, your abilities? Just watching your transition over the last couple of years, um, obviously getting the bronze at Tokyo, and then getting a couple of seconds and and first in this um, triathlon World Series, mate. 
and then you're getting the recognition for Red Bull. So things are starting to project in the right direction. Are, are you, did you always believe this would be a part of the part of the plan for yourself? Um, I guess as an athlete, like you just you just never know what's going to happen. But um, you know, I think like if I look back, you know, natural talent can kind of get you so far, but the hard the hard graft is is where it all comes and. You can kind of see that with a lot of athletes on the world circuit. The, the you know the the natural talent kind of gets you so far, mm. uh, but the guys that really kind of dig deep um, kind of last a little bit longer. And um, you know I guess with my coach Craig Kirkwood, you know we've been a, been a team for the last you know five six years, and you know he knows my body as well as I do. So um, he knows when I need to break, and he knows when I need to push, and um, you know it just works really well. I've been asked if I've you know ever going to change coaches but you know why change something that's working and you know it seems to be gelling really well and uh, there's nothing like you know going to a race and being one of the guys um, to beat and you kind of get into a rhythm where it's it's quite it's kind it's kind of a weird feeling it, it's quite hard to mm. to um i guess lose you just in a love way. that like, dark so. place you love that dark place yeah, hey, well, it's like you know <laughs> when you're in the all black busy you know you guys were like 30 30 wins deep and it's just you just like when when are we gonna lose you know yeah 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 mate honestly one of those things we we only see the big race we only see the big events but you touched on the hard yards behind the scenes can you tell us about what's involved what are some of the situations you put your body through yeah so i guess like if i'm looking at like um like hours so i'm normally um training hours is normally around about 25 hours 28 hours a week which consists of like about 30k of swimming um around 400k of biking and between 100 to 120k of running um and then you kind of include all the kind of getting there warming up and all that sort of stuff so you know it nearly becomes uh, pretty much a full-time job when you include the kind of yeah the warming ups and the getting to the to the training location you know you're hitting like 60 hours with all the admin and all that so um you know it turns it turns out you you, you know you're working pretty hard uh, most of the time and you know the the heart rate 90 you know for me 30 percent of the time is working at around that 170 180 um beats per minute where 90 percent of the other stuff is kind of just like you know just as we call junk mileage just to keep fit and healthy and uh, making sure uh you a big mileage. engine <laughs> Junk mileage. Like oh, I've got a bit of junk on my got a bit of junk on my body, mate. I wouldn't mind yeah, some junk mileage. A lot of junk mileage in this breakfast show. Here's one for you, Hayden. Hard work only beats talent if talent doesn't work hard, mate. And that's what you exactly, that's what you're saying. Mate. You're working you're working really, really hard. And just on this full time business, you know, the sixty hours a week, how are you paying for all this? I know you get to see the world, but who how do you pay the bills? Mate, Red Bull. Pissing. Tell you what. <laughs> Yeah, mate. No, I've got some pretty awesome, got some pretty awesome sponsors um, that helped me out a lot. And um, you know, with the World Series, um, we also comes with um, some some good paychecks as well, which is you know, which keeps you afloat, which is lovely. Um, and then you know, we get a bit of funding from High Performance New Zealand too. So um, you know, I'm just trying to, I pretty, you know, it's you you look at it as an investment. You know, you try and, and, and invest mm. in you know, the best things you can get your hands on. And, and from there, you hopefully you can get the best results you can get out of it. And um, So you're turning left, is what you're saying. You're turning left. Hey, exactly, turns, hey turns. turning left. I'm left. <laughs> I'm, I'm left happy. 
<laughs> hey, before we let you go, uh, mate, uh, what are you what are you doing your downtime? What are you doing your downtime? I, I see you do a bit of fly fishing. Oh yeah, mate. I love. Um, well, when I'm back home, um, my uh, grandparents live uh, just out of Turangi, uh, right on the river. Yep. So uh, every opportunity you get to go over there and uh, chuck a chuck a rod inside the uh, in the river, and uh, off we go. And um, if not there, it's usually in Fakatane, out on the out on the old stepdad's boat. And um, if it's not that kind of, I don't really know. Just um, it's norm- I'm normally just kind of outside doing stuff, but DIY kind of always like doing jobs but normally 90% of the time I only like half do it and then I'll come back and you know, come back to it after like a couple months Sounds familiar. you're like me mate you're like me I'm half done yeah, half I've, pie I've Harry watching, my yeah, wife I've, calls me I've, I've, I've been watching your Instagram stories mate I've, I've, I've seen you do a couple of things at home and then finish them off in a couple of months <laughs> half pie Harry my wife calls me mate would get along when you hate Oh, absolutely, exactly. yeah. mate! Appreciate you, appreciate you coming on the show, mate. Congratulations on your success uh, lately in Hamburg and Germany. Go well in the next couple of months, and uh, mate, you, you, you individual athletes are leading the way. I know you would have heard of the other guy, Paul Cole. You guys are flying, so keep up the great work representing New Zealand uh, very proudly. Appreciate it. Uh, cheers, boys. Appreciate the call and. Uh... Yeah, hope, hope to see you guys um, when I touch down in the uh, long white cloud. Come say hello, black mate. Black Clash, Come eh? the studio. Black Clash? Oh, mate, I'm still <laughs> waiting for the Black Clash um, um, call-up, mate. I'll tell you what. <laughs> we'll get you in there, bud. We'll get you in there. Stay tuned because Baz <laughs> McCullum's coming up after eight and we'll have to throw that to him. Maybe you could go play for England. No, nah, we don't want that. Anyway, sorry, we're drifting Ooh. a bit. We'll let you go. <laughs> All right, see you, dude. There he is. Hey, the wild. Champ. Absolute champ. Good bloke, good bloke. Works hard, eh? Just junk, oh, mate, just junk, is just it? Junk. <laughs> yeah, just junk miles. I just, 400, 400 k's on the bike, you know, some of that were just called junk miles. I wanted to ask him how fast oh, he goes my. around the lake, down in Taupo. You know what I mean? Because they do that, they do that, I think, was it something over 100 k's around the lake? I've done that a couple of times. Mm. But I wanted to ask him how fast he goes around there, because those guys do it at, like, incredible speeds, mate. And if he's living oh. down in Turanga, he must go around there, go around there a few times. Um, fit as is, man. Let's take it. Sounds fit, like, sounds take like he's a, a different level. Sounds like he's a terrible swimmer, Kempi. Sounds like he's a terrible <laughs> swimmer. So maybe he needs to work on that, and then he might win by about five hundred minutes. Anyway, we're going to shoot off. We'll come back, and we've got Mary Ann Delaney Hoshik coming up. She is coaching New Zealand A for the netball, and we'll have a catch up with uh, Keza. About all things netball. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. Yes, thank you, Aroha, for the news. 34 minutes past seven here on Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Kizan here. Louis gone back to bed. Well deserved. He was up. Uh, Sort of getting back on the tools, like I said before, doing a bit of production work, helping out us boys in the kitchen, so I appreciate that, Lou. Hope you're sleeping well, mate. Boys, I just thought I'd give a quick little shout-out to Cormac Buchanan. Do you remember Cormac? We had him on the show uh, a couple months ago. Red Bull racer. He's actually just gone up to the Junior GP World Championship category this weekend. So a little hormites fucky-fucky there. Cormac Buchanan stepping up. Uh, Boys, just before we get into that... Yeah, yeah, cheers, boys. Get him up. Get him up. 
boys, just before we head off and talk to uh, Mary and Delaney Hoshek, I just thought we'd we'd sort of keep on this topic of, of COVID sort of jumping in the way and is it it? I mean, we had the All Blacks last week. Now we've got Dame Nolan total, but boys, the White Ferns as well. So they're about to take off today uh, to go pre- prepared for two weeks for the Commonwealth Games, but they will be flying without their coach, Ben Sawyer, who has unfortunately got the virus. And uh, boys, we're seeing it quite a lot and I think it might have a little impact on this Cadbury Netball series coming up starting tomorrow and Mary Ann's going to lead us into that. She's obviously uh, been involved in a little shake-up. So boys, tomorrow the series kicks off um, and so there's, like you said before, Izzy, Silver Ferns, New Zealand A, mm. uh, New Zealand Men's and this year they've decided to add a New Zealand mixed team which weirdly enough includes the likes of Kelsey Brown, former uh, Diamonds legend, so Australian netball legend is in that team, as well as Donna Lofhagen, who she played a bit of basketball. Donna. Yeah, so Donna's actually joined, yeah, joined in the mixed team. So I'm quite excited to watch that. I think the mixed is probably the uh, the team to watch for me. But, boys, it's going to be interesting. Mm. And one thing that I really want you to ask, Marianne, is will the Silver Ferns beat the A's? Will they win mm. the Cadbury series? And I think that's something that you might get a, a little, little uh, hesitant answer out of her about. Kiz, Kiz, so the, obviously there were some huge omissions from the Silver Ferns going to the Common Games. So there's a lot to, to play for. Do you reckon that it'll be pretty like, competitive? You, you think the, a lot of the players from New Zealand are going to go there with you know something to prove? Oh, well, honestly, they will be, 100%. Like, oh, 100%, 100%. That's completely right. Like I've watched all of the Cadbury series that we've had so far, and even just adding this mixed team into the, into the competition is just sort of sort of made it that one bit more interesting. But like you said, this New Zealand A team, and just secretly, boys, don't tell anyone, the New Zealand A's actually have beaten the Silver Ferns uh, in a little practice game that they had a few weeks ago. So <laughs> New Zealand A actually got up by five in overtime, is what I've heard. Uh, so that's that's why I really want you to ask her, because Mary Ann's got the luck of looking after New Zealand A as well as ANZ Premiership winning coach Yvette McCausland-Jury. So... Boys, it's gonna be it's gonna be quite a fiery competition, I'd say. But you can't underestimate the men's team either. They've they've got Cruz Tangira, but they have lost mm. uh, their one of their other stars, Joe Tukaki, who's gone to join the. Um, he's also been on the show. Who's gone to join the mixed team? So what they've done is they've sort of well, literally mixed it up. Um, but I just I'm not I'm not sure if if you had to if you had to ask me New Zealand A or Silver Ferns right now I couldn't tell you I mean I'm gonna have to watch both of them out on the court. Oh. Um, it honestly boys I would have said Silver Ferns but not having Dame Knowles there it's quite a little scare for me. I know it's really really good for the team to sort of get these uh, sort of uh, bumps in the road now rather than in 16 days at the Commonwealth Games. But it's going to be really interesting to me to see what Deb Fuller really does to these girls. They had a really successful camp last week. I'm also really interested to see if they're working as a group or training as a unit more so, like as in all four of the teams are sort of in the gym at the same time, or is it going to be really competitive? Everyone wants to win, I think. No, it's going to be huge, mate. It's going to be huge. Let's hear from Mary Ann. Here from Marianne, eh, Kempe? Because she'll be, uh, she'll be fired up, I reckon. Something to prove a lot oh, of these girls, eh? She's got a good opportunity. Eh? <laughs> Great opportunity to take over the coach. Yeah. Yeah, she and sure has. She, she sure has. She's with us now, is she? Yep, she's going to come on uh, shortly. We're going to shoot off and we'll come back and we'll chat to Marianne Delaney Hoshik. She's coaching the New Zealand A and they're taking on the Silver Ferns, which will 
Well, it'll be an absolute fiery one, Kiza San. They've got something to prove, a couple of those girls, so watch this space. Back shortly. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. Coming up, we're going to talk the Cadbury Netball Series. And my sister, she's messaged in on the temper bedpost text machine, double eight double three. She is up and about. She loves your insights, Kez. She loves you bringing a different perspective to the show, a bit of netball. And right now, we're going to talk to the NZA coach. I'm going to get Kempe to do our little intro. Yeah, that's good, Is Here we go. The Canterbury Netball Series gets underway tomorrow where we will see the Silver Ferns battle out against the New Zealand men's team, New Zealand A, and a new Invitational mixed team in preparation for the Com Games. But in classic 22 fashion, COVID has stepped in with Dame Nolene Toto officially out of the series. Midian Delaney Hoshek will be heading up the strong New Zealand A side alongside Yvette McCausland-Jury, and Midian joins us on the line now. Morena. You're there. Morena. <laughs> morena, Morena. How's it going? How's it going? How's it? How, how is it being yes. the top dog? <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess all of us are actually used to being the top dog, so actually it's it's fine. But um, it's been a cool little yeah. experience. Yeah. Yep. Oh, so, uh, what's the, what's the build-up be like? Sorry, we just you just dropped out for a wee bit. Yeah, Tizzy here. Great to have you part of the show. What what is the build-up be like in, in the camp? I know a couple of the girls they got a bit of a point to prove. Has there been a bit of an itch, a bit of fire in their belly? Yeah, there has. We because last weekend we had another camp uh, with the ferns, so we had a couple of games oh, yeah. already, and they they were really tight actually. Yeah, yeah. So they were quite tight games, both of them, and a bit of feeling there. So um, one of them went to extra time, which was really good. Um, so, yeah, that, look, the Ferns have had quite a big build-up into it. I think they've had about six trainings, and we're sort of about three. But, um, yeah, I look, I think it's going to be a really good game. Did you get one up on them? Did you get one up on them in one of those games, am I hearing? <laughs> we might have. We might have. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what are we expecting? Hey, Mary, what are we expecting this series? Sorry, sorry, Kimby. What are we? What are we expecting this? Um, this um, series. Well, they're all going to be. All of the teams are really good. So the men's teams, obviously, mm. a different sort of style. So they'll be really physical and big and really strong in the air. Then we've got the mixed team, which has got a couple of Aussie midquarters in it. So that's going to be another, and Maddie Gordon as well. So that's going to be another kind of type of team. Mm. So. I think the whole every game is going to be really good. Um, you wouldn't be able to pick who will be the final at this stage. Hey, Marianne, is is it the because it looks like a really good series, you know, with the men um, and the mixed team in there as well as your side? Is is it still um, are there still spots open? Do you think for for people to make a claim to get into that to get into that uh, top team? Well, there are there's about five reserves in our sort of selection. So they're sort of mm. in line if someone drops out or there's an injury or something like that. So um, that is those ones are all striving for it. But also there's other series later in the year. So we've got Jamaica, we've got a quad series against Australia. So those ones aren't sorted. So I think everyone's on trial all the time. 
how do you think the the ferns will go obviously after this they um they're going to head off and, and you know we've got the campus series and they're going to the commonwealth games but how, how do you think they're tracking it towards the commonwealth games from what you've seen we haven't seen too much and obviously COVID affected but you think that the selections that have made that they're, they're heading over with a lot of confidence well, uh, you know, you can see when we've played them, they've improved. They sort of improved one day to the next. So you can see some really good signs of what they can do. So for them, it'll just be, you know, getting that consistency across um, the full game and that sort of thing. So, yeah, I think there's some really good signs, yeah. And what and what have you liked about the, the girls that you've got at the moment, uh, Marina? They all, you know, gelled really well, looking forward to the series, the Cadbury series. And, and tell us, who wins it? Yeah, um, the girls I'm working with, I think uh, it was quite funny. We had a session last night and um, we were sort of saying what makes you a group and what makes you tight. And their answer was the shared heartbreak of not making the ferns. So they had yeah. that kind of like yeah. shared sort of um, kind of grief together, <laughs> which um, gives them a little bit of an edge. Um, well, I, I think we're going to be really competitive um, and we've got, we've got, Quite sort of, we're quite a fast, flat team. We haven't got any of the big tall timber like the other teams. Everyone else is mm. one, but we we move and we're fast. So I think that's got to be our point of difference in the series. Has this whole Capri series been um, dictated towards what maybe the Soul Ferns are going to be um, dealing with going to the Commonwealth Games? Does every team like you've got New Zealand A, you've got the men's that will bring a real physical uh, quick style of play and then you've got a mixed style. Are, are they kind of catering to the different international teams that we're going to get at the Commonwealth Games? Absolutely. Like it's it's mm. um, it's actually quite a smart thing that they've done actually because even yeah. obviously with the men you've got the big tall ones like Jamaica um, they've got a couple of yep. Aussie mid-court over here so that one sort of caters to that a little bit more um, mm. I think we must be England. We've got to be England. We <laughs> 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 can't have that moving shooting circle like England. So I think um, what they've got is a real variety to play against and what better prep. Oh, it's going to be a huge series and we're looking forward to t- seeing what you're able to do tomorrow. What If the unthinkable happens... As a as a general public in New Zealand, they get get up. We know you got up in training by five goals and over time. You didn't share that detail, but I know that. But um, mate, if, if it happens, <laughs> should we as public be worried? No, I don't think so because I think one loss isn't going to define what they do at the Commonwealth Games. I think sometimes you get more learning out of it. But um, mm. I think what we probably want to see from the fans is that you can see the signs in their tracking. Uh, to, to what they're going to be like at the, at the games. Um, and um, Knowles has a specific game style, so they'll be learning that. So, um, yeah, I think you want to see the signs of what, what's there and you want to see that they're tracking the right way. But I don't think... Um, or maybe you know, the public will probably be <laughs> a bit worried, but I think you have to trust Knowles because she's a pretty good coach. She's pretty good. She knows yeah, what she's and- doing. And Knowles, we trust. So quickly, before we let you go, it'd be remiss of us not to talk about your tactics side that has signed some big names. Aaliyah Dunn heading to the Tactics 2023, mate. You must be happy with how the off-season's going. Are you looking forward to next season? Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I think for us, it's nice to have a little bit of change because we've had sort of the same core, and that core, we've done really well yep. with that core. 
um, mm. you know, three finals in about four years, so not too bad. But, um, yeah, it's just time for some change, and some of the girls are heading off to different things. And But we've got, yeah, really excited about the new ones, um, Alia. Yeah. We've got Laura Malcolm in the English Roses, so she'll be really exciting. She brings lots of experience in that real hard-nosed sort of English um you know, they get really hyped up for the games and stuff like that, so it'll yeah. be quite cool. Yeah. Um, and then uh, a couple of young ones as well in there. So Jane back as well, so we've got some real experience with some real youth, so it's quite an exciting prospect. Awesome. Marianne Delaney-Hoshek, she is coaching the New Zealand A. She's also the Mainland Tactics coach. We appreciate you coming on the show. All the best when you take on the Silver Ferns. Thanks so much for joining us. See ya. Thank you. There's Mary Ann. We're going to shoot off. We'll be back shortly. Port your skin health and shop Swiss Skin Care Men's Range from only $8.79 at Chemist Warehouse. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. Yes, that was Marianne Delaney Hoshek. She is coaching the New Zealand A. They're taking on the Silver Ferns tomorrow in the Cadbury Series. Uh, the New Zealand men's team, Cruz Tangera, he's on there. He's part of that outfit. And then you've got a New Zealand mixed team, which has Maddie Gordon. We heard that from Mary Ann. So if you've missed that, make sure you head over to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast and get all things podcasts. If you've missed anything, that's okay. They're all on the app. They're all on the app. We're getting a few messages about the app. We'll try and get that sorted for you shortly. We're sorry for the inconvenience that it may have caused. We're on to it. Appreciate the messages coming through. We also caught up with Hayden Wild, and uh, he was a fantastic chat. He is going great guns at the moment. Obviously won his last triathlon on the World Series in Hamburg, Germany. He's got a couple of months off leading into the Commonwealth Games. So awesome, awesome to catch up with him, an absolute champion. Head over to Izzy and Kempe for breakfasting. Get a wee update. Coming up. Looking forward to this. It's been a while since we've chatted to Baz, the coach, McCullum. Going to have a catch up with him after 8 o'clock. If you've got any questions for Baz, flick them through, double eight, double three, and we'll fire away. Let's be honest, we're just going to talk a whole lot of rubbish. Anyway, I'm going to go get me another coffee. We'll be back shortly. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. Support your skin health and shop Swiss Skin Care Men's Range from only $8.79 at Chemist Warehouse. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ.
Good morning, Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SCNZ, Tuesday the 12th of July. It's just after 8 o'clock. Appreciate you tuning in. It's, wow, it's horrible weather. It's horrible weather. If you've been a part of the show for a very long time, you would have heard that I've got a bit of a moat going around my house at the moment <laughs> and dealing with a lot of water. Like, I thought I had figured it out. You know, I put a few bit of drainage in. I drained it and I piped it right back to the creek. And when I woke up this morning, I was thinking, is that water in the pitch black? I just see a bit of a glare. Is that water? Nah, must be the grass I killed off so I can reseed it when, when Lake Dag was, a, you know, fully, um, fully uh, full of water. And then, no, I've just, a bit of light's shining on outside, and I've seen the water, and there's a big lake again. So, well, the drainage system is not working, and I've got a moat around me. Uh, lifestyle blocks, eh, Kempe? Wish yep. I was living on top of Mount Everest like you, mate, looking down at the Bay of Islands so I don't have to deal with any water, because it's uh, pretty bad here at the moment. She's pouring down around the country, so wherever you are, stay safe. Stay safe. Kempe, been a good show, been a big show so far. We've talked some netball. Great to chat to Hayden Wild, mate. What an absolute champion he is. Yeah, he is. And, uh, mate, just good good list of people to talk to today from the netballers. Mm. I know your sister loves netball, is he? So she'd be real happy yeah. the boys are talking about some of that. She and, loved that. Um, she loved it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, about the netball too. Young, young uh, Cruz Tangera, and, and they've got another young boy in there called Thompson Martiku. I played um, footy with their fathers. They're from my hometown in Waitara. Uh, so a couple of Waitara boys there playing for the men's team in the netball. And, of course, we've got Baz coming up. Yeah, Louis lit up the, the, the guest for us today. And looking, f- I'm actually really looking forward to coming back down today and getting in the studio with you boys tomorrow. It'll be good. Yeah, mate. We're going to be together in the morning uh, down up in Auckland at the studio. We'll go get a nice... Uh, I'll get my bat from, from Joe. Looking forward to getting a free brekkie out of him. be awesome. About time he shouted me one anyway. But right now, someone that could probably shout a wee bit too. He's our, our old skipper here on um, on the show. Bears, the coach we call him now. McCullum, he's back home. He's in New Zealand. He's back home with the family. He went over to England and, well, he read his own script. Bears, good morning, my brother. Ah, good morning, is Very good morning. And how if we're talking about being able to shout, now you're the skipper, you would have got a little pay increase, no doubt. So so how's about you you, you can shout for a start, and then I'll, you know, once the pounds are cleared, oh. then I'll get the next round. Oh, mate. No, no, no. We're just chipping away here on Izzy and Kempi for breakfast, mate. We've been talking and watching you just absolutely... Just cause absolute destruction around the quickening world, mate. How you? How was it? Talk us about that time over in the UK, mate. Four from four. Did you predict it? Oh well, you don't predict it. You sort of you hope for no. it, obviously. But yeah, no, mm. it's been really cool. The, the guys have responded really well to the skipper and and Ben Stokes and and obviously myself as well. And it's you know I think sometimes when you've been through a lean period as as the English side had been. You just got a real thirst for change, and and you want to to sort of get refreshed and and sort of clamour onto any kind of new direction. And you know, I think we've been lucky that uh, that that's how how the boys have responded. And look, they've been brilliant. I thought both New Zealand and also India as well. They really played ball, and you know, you had two teams out there dancing, playing to a different tune we've seen before. And I thought it was a, a pretty awesome 
advertisement for, for Test Cricket, which is the ultimate goal for what we're trying to achieve. Hey, Bess, was it, was it really that hard to unshackle them and get them just to believe in themselves again and get out there and, and win those four, four Test matches? And what what was the key learning f- um, for you? Having, it hasn't been a hell of a long time uh, that you can take forward with your, with your, with your next series. Yeah, morning, Kempi. Um, well, mate, we're not the finished product, first and foremost. So it's, we're a month into it, um, and we've had some great results. And, you know, we've seen a few kind of... Uh, we've seen the cricketing world sort of put them on notice a little bit, um, but we need to ensure that this becomes a norm for us, that this style of play and, and what we're trying to achieve is, is completely uh, authentic to us in any given situation, and that'll be the real challenge. Obviously, conditions around the world will will mean that we'll have to be um, relatively um, adaptable as well. Um, but, look, I think that's one of the beauties of of this group is I think there was times throughout that, the two series that we've played where we had to absorb pressure as well. Uh, much has been made of our of the destruction that we that we uh, were able to operate with the bat in hand particularly um, and our, our hunt for wickets with the ball. But there's times where we had to absorb pressure, and when that was when that was needed, the guys really did it, which was really satisfying too. So it's early days, but it's certainly a it's a nice change room to be around. A wonderful group of guys, and clearly an immense amount of talent and ability within the dressing room, and, and really well led by the skipper and Ben Stokes too. Oh mate, what a partnership! It's been uh, it's been fantastic to be able to watch it unfold over here. On the other side, we we don't like you seeing that the. Do that to our black caps, but mate, I, I love you and I'm proud of you, and been awesome to see you unshackle the the English players. But I want to ask you because I remember when Leon McDonald came to the Crusaders and he changed our thought process and he changed the way that we defended. Traditionally, as a fullback, we always defended wings on strings. I don't know if anyone would know that same, but. And then he brought a different process where we have uh, uh, both sides. So it was really trying to change our mindset of how we played the game. At the start, I, d- I hated it and I didn't buy into it. So it's kind of got similarities to the way that you've unshackled the English side. Was there any f- kickback from the from the playing playing side, and, and was it a difficult task for you to change their mindset? Um, look, uh, yeah, it's an interesting one, eh, brother, because it's sort of you know you're a fresh voice coming in and. And I think mm. the, the real key was that the guys had a thirst for change. I think they're, they're ready for a different direction. They're ready to to um, to try and sort of strip away some of the insecurities and anxieties which come with playing at the top level. And they just want to get back to playing the game for the game's sake. And, and that can be quite difficult with such a, a, a huge uh, team, which is England, and where they sit um, in international cricket and what the scrutiny that comes with it too because the, the media over in England is is significant as well. Um, can be a real friend, but it can often be a foe too, which is just part of the gig. Um, but so I was a bit lucky, and, and Stokes and myself were a bit lucky that everyone was just ready for that change. Um, it's not completely embedded yet, and we know that. Um, and we're going to have some big challenges in the next little while too. But I think I couldn't have asked for more buy-in than what we've seen from the guys, and it's just been a, a really cool changing room to be a part of, to be honest. And We've seen some times where pressure's come on and games have been sitting in the balance and, and I've been really excited about those moments because it sort of sees, you can see pretty quickly whether um, we're masquerading or whether we're actually sort of, uh, we, we truly believe in this this um, this new approach and, and so far the guys have, have certainly taken on board and you know run towards the danger and they've got the rewards for it, which is pretty cool. 
so well, obviously, with the team and that, and getting that culture and that change, that shift um, headed in the right direction. What about off the field, mate? How are you going with the with I guess the the boardroom and the managing the people that are on the peripherals uh, as well as the media? Has that been a, a real big insight for you? Yeah, it's been different, Kempi. Um, I'm really lucky. My boss is uh, is cut from a pretty similar cloth to me. Rob Key used to be involved in the media and <laughs> former cricketer, and he, he likes to keep things simple as well. And um, you know, and, and we kind of a lot of that other stuff, a lot of that external kind of pressures um, we can try and deal with away from the group, so it doesn't filter down to the guys who are out there playing in those pressure moments. And that that's such a key, I think, in professional sport is. There's always a lot of um, expectation. There's a lot of administration which needs taken care of, um, but there's no need for that to to be uh, bestowed upon the players. Like you just want them out there playing the game, um, enjoying themselves, immersing themselves in the moment. As as Izzy will be well aware of the saying, "Be where your feet are," and just try and deal with what what's in front of them. And, and our job is very much to keep that stuff away from them. But it's been good. The Again, just like the players have been ready for change, I think all those that sit you know, the, at the big seats on the table of the ECB as well, they've been ready for change and they've, they've given me you know, a real amount of freedom and flexibility to try and bring that change in. So, yeah, so far so good. Helps when you win as well, obviously. Um, but even <laughs> Helps if we had, when you win, mate. Even if we hadn't <laughs> won, you know, I would, have been, I would have been really proud of the way the guys have been playing because it's, it's, it's a refreshing approach and... And you just see the smiles and the, the vibes within the dressing room. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a team which looks like they're enjoying themselves now. Yeah, mate, we got a message coming through. It's killing me here. Bears refer to England as we. Still love them, though. Still love them. <laughs> <laughs> it's always we, eh, Bears? Yeah. Well, as I said, as I said the last time I spoke to you, fellas, I'm immensely proud of what I was able to achieve for New Zealand. So I feel like I, yes. I left left the cap in a better place than, than I found it. Um, but, mm. you know, professional sport is such that there's only so many jobs to go around and, and the New Zealand one's been well and truly um, successful of late for, uh, for for all of the guys who have been a part of that. And, and I've got a job to do over there with England and, and I'm joined it at the moment. I'll, I'll tell you one thing, in the tough times that we're going through around the world, I'll tell you what, the pound still holds true. Still holds that mana, <laughs> a pound, mate. It's still strong. Don't worry about it. It's, 48, man, 48% tax, though, so, bro. 48% tax, oh, you know. Smack my yeah. contribution to the, to the Commonwealth. <laughs> They still have them in Beautiful. the Cayman. They still have that in the Cayman Islands, do they? The tax. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Baz. Baz. Speaking of change. Speaking of change. How do you think they're dealing with the change of Baz? Skip. Uh, Baz, the coach, McCullum walking around Lords and uh, bare feet and jet rolled up jeans. <laughs> Not bare feet, bro. I've got my. I've got my Nike. Uh, I've got my Nike Air Force Ones on. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've seen that, mate. You can't take bears out of Mata Mata. <laughs> well, that's it. authenticity, brother. That's what uh, uh, I think. As long as you're authentic to yourself, and obviously, you know, there's uh, there's certain things that you need to do. Every now and then, you got to throw on the the suit and tie. But for most part, you just want to be who you are. And you know, that's one of the things I pride myself on is being able to, you know, rock into Lords with the MCC tie and, and jacket on and, and also being able to go down to your local TAB and have a beer and a punt with uh, with the locals uh, that's that's what I love about life you know being able to oh. 
be across various kind of demographics and and uh, and just enjoy yourself along the way. Oh, mate, they'll be loving you over there. We love you back here in, in New Zealand, mate. And speaking of New Zealand, you're home, you're with your family. So what, what's the plan for the next couple of weeks, mate? Are you going to lead us into a couple? I know you've got a few horses running around, mate. How are those, how those uh, what are they, what are those horses you just bought, those yearlings? Yeah, well, for a start, it's absolutely pissing it down here in Matamata, so I won't be doing too much <laughs> too much outside. But uh, but then once we sort of get our feet under the home desk for a, a little bit, um, I'm home for about three weeks before I have to go back over and we uh, we start the prep for the South African series over in England. Um, so I'll just try and yeah, spend a bit of time with the family and and just try and, you know, uh, reinvest in, in that because I've obviously I was away 10 weeks in India. I was home for three days yeah. and then I've been away for sort of six, seven weeks over in England. So, you know, mm. family's vitally important to me and, and I need to make sure I put some yards in there as well before the next the next uh, overseas opportunity. So and the yearlings, the, of, the yearlings, yeah, they're in the paddock at the moment. So Nice. The, uh, yeah, so I actually went out, fed them last night. Uh, laid eyes on on one of the ones which we purchased for the first time, and oh, gee, pretty happy boys. Beautiful, pretty, pretty happy, <laughs> pretty nice. happy. Yeah. So you think? No so you think two-year-old. So you think from the two-year-old that you've got with Walla, what's that looking like? Is he's getting a little bit nervous because he reckons he's <laughs> eating grass and just running around a paddock and he's getting billed every day? <laughs> well, welcome to horse racing, my friend. <laughs> yeah, you've got you've got to be patient. I think it's make haste slowly is the uh, is the advice I was given by Gary Chittick once in this uh, yeah in the in the racing game. You just can't be in a hurry. You've just got to give the, mm. the the horse will tell you when it's ready, and we be patient. And when that time comes, it's all worth it. So he's he's over there with uh, Waller, and um, I'm sure we're gonna have some fun with him. Oh, I can't wait. I love getting my updates from uh, young Zane. Yeah, he's just currently in the paddock spelling. No, no, nothing to query at the moment. No questions asked. And I was like, oh, cheers. Cheers for the update. You want my money? He'll go. Anyway. That's positive. <laughs> That's a positive message. You, you, you don't yeah. want the other ones, you know, like he's really slow. Yeah, probably not worth persevering with. Yeah, might find a new home for him. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful, Baz. Oh, we love having you back in, in the country, mate. Uh, we're extremely proud of you. Oh, you know I am, mate. You're, you're a good mate of mine. And uh, enjoy your family time. No doubt this will have plenty of jobs for you, my friend. Plenty of jobs. <laughs> so I'll let yeah. you get back to it, eh? Cheers. Cheers, boys. Great, great to talk to you. And I uh, hope Tilly's leg's okay as well, brother. Bloody shame, that oh. is. She's a, she's a yeah, trooper, she's... though. Yeah, she's a trooper. Just Thanks like very much, mum. Bez. Appreciate it. Right. See you, boys. <laughs> <laughs> See you, Bez. You forgot to ask him about oh. the Irish, mate, whether he'd been called in as a guest speaker on Saturday night. Oh, what, what for? I had. Oh, mate, I'll tell you what, I would have. <laughs> if I knew Bez was sitting down in Cambridge, but he's a trainer. I would obviously I he's would England, get but he's not going to go that far. Boys. <laughs> <laughs> if he does on, that, I won't him. talk to him ever again. <laughs> if he does that, I won't talk to him ever again. I'll tell you, I love him, but I don't love him that much. If he goes in Ireland, oh bloody hell, Ooh, that's a bit too <laughs> oh, far. That was good. That was good. Yeah, good to hear it from him, eh? And like, that's probably the the big question is how he's been able to unshackle them and just get a real understanding, the buy-in from the from the players, Joe Root. They just they were dying for it, mate. They were dying for just a bit of change, and they got it in um, 
and Baz McCullum and truckload. So great to hear from him and great to have him back in the country, um, Kempi. He's an absolute champion. Yeah, he's and glass always half full with Baz. Eh? Like even he said, yeah, yeah, we got four, we got four wins, but he was just really happy with the way that they they got through their uh, their work and the way that they performed and. Yeah, mm. and giving young Benny Stokes the, the accolades as well, saying, you know, I've got a really good captain there that's working really hard with the team as well. And he knows his role, mate. And he's talking, when you're listening to him, you're going, oh, yeah, okay, you're talking about who's doing what. You know, like, you know, they don't need to talk about admin and what people are doing off mm. the pitch. They just want to get out there and if they're a good batter, then they're, they're making runs of the good bowler. They're taking wickets. That's their job. So um, I just think he's, he's straightened the train up, in it? It was going off for cucumber sandwiches too often and and just settling way out there in the right field and he's just brought it back in and said, No, no, here's your role. And you just stick to that, mm. you do that and we're gonna get we're gonna get along, you know, nice nice and uh, on a real good wicket. So yeah, good on him, man. Good on him coming home too, you know. And you're dead right, you don't think about it. He spent ten weeks before that up in India, so he hasn't seen his his yeah. whanau that much. Um, mm. good on him for coming on this morning and, t- and talking to us. Yeah, great for him to be home. Definitely would have turned left and probably left again and been right up flying the plane when he come home. Well, Baz, the coach, McCallum, great to have him back in the country. If you've just tuned in, make sure you head over to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast and have a listen. Baz talking about coaching England and what he's going to get up to while he's at home. First time for a very, very long time. We're going to shoot away. We're going to come back for our TAB live catch-up. Louis, get him back on the phone and, well, see what's happening in the TAB world. Back shortly. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. 26 minutes past eight here on Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. A little bit of a uh, something different this morning. It's uh, everyone's worst nightmare. It's Kez and Joe for breakfast. We've just had a little internet outage here in the studio, which means we have unfortunately lost Izzy and Kempe, but our broadcast operations team is working hard as we speak uh, to get them back up and running. So... I'm just I'm just actually logging on to the little TAB app. I've got no texts, I've got no calls, so I'm just sort of freeloading right now. As we just have a look, like, like Louis said earlier, not too much racing today. Little dogs down at Addington as well. Joey, I'll ask you to jump in here. How awesome was that to catch up with our skipper, Baz McCullum? It was so good to catch up with Baz. It's uh, It's been a while. I, I was surprised he remembered who we are, you know, he's so big and famous, but he's just like, he is the nicest guy in the world, like from a backroom perspective, you know, like this was our first job in the radio and uh, first day he was so like welcoming and inviting, um, I missed him a lot and like no wonder uh, he's done so well with England, you can really just see just working with him, you know, even though this, uh, he's never, he'd never done radio before, he just had so much confidence and he was always really leading us around the park, so uh, no, it's great to, great to see him again. I've nah. actually got the TAB up on my phone, mate. Let's do a little TAB update. Why not? We'll be Paul Moati today. Yeah, yeah. Hey, are you going to watch the one day tonight? I actually am. I will tune in for that. Oh, it's going really? to be exciting. <laughs> I, I think I will I will do, actually. Just just a little bit. Oh, just yeah. sort of, Obviously, we do go to bed quite early, getting up at uh, at silly o'clock in the morning, but I'm really excited after speaking. We, uh, we did actually a little teaser. We spoke to Michael Bracewell uh, this morning after his huge uh, appearance in the last ODI, so that will be coming up in the next 10 minutes. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that one, Joey. Ireland's at $4. You don't, you don't want to back the Irish? It might be worth a little shot, but I'm just not too sure uh, if they're going to be able to do it. But I've got my fingers crossed that the Black Caps are going to once again get it over the line. It would be awesome to see Bracewell smack another hundy, as he as he uh, said this morning. How incredible is Michael Bracewell, eh? To take that long to get into the New Zealand team. 
And then to just um, to nail it, I mean, he was incredible with the Firebirds last season. Probably one of the all-time T Twenty domestic performances. Remember, didn't didn't he break the record? He scored the most runs, I think, like 180 or something in T20 and domestic in New Zealand. He did indeed, and that's that's one of the things he mentioned when he spoke to us this morning. It's one of those things that you don't really get to dream of. So I think, can we just have a check-in? Izzy, Kempi, yeah. are you boys back? Are you, are you can you hear me? Oh, was that a boys. little? Was that a prank? Was that an elaborate <laughs> prank just to throw us under the bus there, blind? I tell you, I tell you no, what, you no. guys won't get a job for the TAB. Oh, <laughs> mate, we didn't. We never entered. I was just making up. Joey, the let's let's just dump the, the last ten minutes there. But now, nah, welcome back, boys. You can have the station back. Oh, here we go. I was listening, going, yeah, they're talking about records. And Joe's talking about hot pink, the horsey back that was a donkey. And, uh, mate, that was interesting. We actually just cut out, honestly. Like, the weather is that bad. I'm flooding all around me, and um, Kempi lost connection. I lost connection. I think the whole station lost connection. So stay safe out there, everyone. Stay safe out there because it is pretty crazy and gnarly weather. All right, Aroha, are you ready for us? Are you ready, Aroha? What? Mm, I've been here the whole time. Oh, and those boys, <laughs> those boys treated me like the hole in the middle of the donut. And just oh. sorry, I completely panicked. I just forgot you even existed. My bad. But it's funny because I'm sitting here and I'm like, everything's dead except me. This is how it's going to be. This is how yes, I. This I is how everyone dies alone, including me in this small, windowless office. Um, I tell you what was fun though was. Yes. Um, Joey can move when he needs to, eh? <laughs> What's that? Can, there, can you reenact it? Can you reenact it? Give us a little. I'll do it with sound effects, seeing as we're radio, like this. Okay. Just like that. <laughs> Thank you. News. <laughs> oh, there, is. there she is. There she is. Let's talk to Aroha. She's here with the, uh, with the news for Kibata. Together we're shaping Bill New Zealand. <laughs> Thirty-three minutes past eight here on SENZ. Thank you, Aroha, for the news. Turns out it wasn't the internet down because uh, I've still got internet on my phone, but the boys are gone, so it's a big, intricate technical problem. So what I'm going to do this time around is actually just going to check. Aroha, are you in the news booth? Well, seeing as I'm decided that I'm going to stay here for the the entirety of this emergency until everything's back to normal, it's too scary out there. There are too many people running around. Yes, I'm here till the end. I think we are actually this uh, the emergency crew. Uh, we've got a little little uh, screen on uh, the window, and we can just see everyone running around doing their best to get the boys back on air. Because you know. Aroha, it's lovely to have you on here, but Joe and Kez, I think that's where uh, where SCNZ draws the line. Would you agree? Rock bottom. Um, no, I would not agree, <clears throat> because I have to see you every day, so I have to say that. Um, hey, too good. Hey, Auntie, we talked about, I talked about in the last uh, hour's headlines that the White Ferns will take off without Coach Ben Sawyer. Is there a little update on that? So sort of what, what's going on in the weird, wild world of uh, this modern-day COVID? So what was interesting was everybody coming, I thought, because I'm not a professional rugby player. So just as a spectator, and I would say... 99% of the population spectators, right? And we enjoy our sport. And so we don't like to watch the All Blacks lose. But they, the camp was ravaged by 
COVID and I don't know how well or how ill or what state of recovery any of those players are in. So when we look at what's happening with professional sport around the world, and it's not just us and it's not just the white ferns and it's not just the silver ferns and the all blacks, mm. it's, it's a global phenomenon. It, it's going to affect everything. It's going to affect people who are on planes. We can't fly at the moment, and not because the borders are closed anymore. We're now dealing with COVID. So, yes, for the White Ferns, their coach has to go into isolation. I don't have any details on how Does Do you know what strain he has? Because if he had the Reese Walsh uh, COVID, he would have been able to travel with the team, I understand. I know that's a little uh, running joke that we have here. But no, I it's so, don't so think yeah. it's B-C-A-N-R-L-W-A. Um, I think it's just, and you know what the other part is, they have to be very careful when they're releasing this information because releasing people's medical information is a breach, is a breach of privacy. Mm, I don't think we'll see that and uh, so I don't I'm, think we'll hear it from uh, Dame Knowles either. Aroha, are you going to be tuning in and watching the Cadbury series by chance starting tomorrow? Anything involving chocolate's good, so Look, yes. I'll tell you what, here's what you do. You go you go chuck it on on the telly, you pause the telly for 15 seconds, you open the SENZ app and you listen from 8pm as uh, I will be down there alongside Mark Stafford and on Wednesday we have Michaela Sokolich beats in, also uh, unfortunate who didn't make the Silver Ferns with an Achilles injury, so she will be joining Mark Stafford tomorrow on commentary and then on Thursday 8pm uh, the the New Zealand men versus the Silver Ferns. We have April Itamia joining Mark Stafford. So quite a stacked commentary team for the next two days here on SENZ. So that's something that I'm really looking forward to. Hey, I'll tell you what, Auntie Aroha, thank you so much for coming on and uh, keeping me company uh, for these headlines. What we're going to do is we're going to shoot off for a break and on the other side we're going to catch up with our good friend Michael Bracewell. We're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast not going to do maths on the fly. I was going to there. We'll catch you after this. At Chemist Warehouse and Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepaid plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. Heading into the last 18 minutes of the show here on Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Before we lost uh, the boys before, I can actually see Kempi here. We'll catch up with Kempi in a little bit. Uh, but before we lost the boys previously, we caught up with Michael Bracewell this morning. So let's hear from him, Joey. After beating us in the rugby on Saturday night, Ireland looked to do the same on the cricket pitch against the Black Cats. That was until Michael Bracewell came in and showed his wares. Oh, it sounded good as it cleared and it's gone all the way. Michael Bracewell, one of the greatest one-day knocks for New Zealand, sees them home. Man, he was on an absolute hater and he's on the line right now. He saved us from a horrible weekend from the Irish. Michael, thank you so much for joining us, mate. Uh, tell us about that last over, honestly. did you? Were you confident to get the job done? Yeah, I... I think so. There was there was quite a small boundary there to the league side, and I guess there's sort of no pressure on you as a batter in that situation. Um, the bowlers expected to get the job done, so yeah, there was there wasn't much there wasn't much pressure, and um, yeah, once once I got one or two out of the middle in that final over, I feel like um, the pressure suddenly started heaping on him, and yeah, was was able to get the job done, which was pretty cool. Mate, your boys obviously went into that uh, really confident, and then Ireland um, obviously get get some runs and their scoreboard pressure. We saw what that did to the All Blacks, mate. Was it? Was there any pressure in the in, in the group? Did you feel any sense of 
a little bit of doubt or was there always confidence you guys could get the job done? Yeah, I think it's one of those things. Um, they they put us under huge amounts of pressure throughout the whole game, really, and credit mm. to them. They, they played a really good game of cricket. And, um, yeah, it was one of those things. That we, we never underestimated them as a team. They, they've just come off a series win against uh, the West Indies. So they, yeah. their um, cricket's on the rise here in Ireland. And, yeah, I, I guess watching that All Blacks game in the weekend gave me a little bit of inspiration. I couldn't, couldn't let them do it uh, <laughs> to us twice in a weekend, yeah. Well, thank you so much for that, mate. I couldn't, oh, I couldn't be, probably handle losing to the Irish Lilo once, nearly twice with one of our <laughs> most uh, enjoyable sports as Kiwis. Uh, mate, but for you, yes. what would this innings do for yourself, mate? Honestly, you obviously had a, a bit of a series over in England. Used, you, you know, you were mostly used with the ball in hand, but this on the other side with the bat, mate, you must be pretty happy and confident and proud of, of being able to what you were able to achieve on the weekend. Yeah, it's um, obviously as a as a boy um, growing up, you, you dream of scoring hundreds uh, for New Zealand, and yeah, to be able to do that, uh, score my maiden uh, maiden one day hundred was was pretty special. And then, yeah, the context of it all was was something that you could never really um, really dream up. But yeah, well, it was a bit of a dream come true being able to to get us over the line and ultimately win a game of one day cricket which which is what you play for really luckily um there's no red cards in cricket so there was no sort of controversy <laughs> around that sort of stuff but yeah it was, a, it was an awesome day hey michael just to, just take us through it mate that um what you was your eye in like every time you swung the bat you just had a feeling that you're just gonna smash it out of the park were you, were you just in a zone <laughs> oh i don't know about that though we needed 24 off uh, two overs, and we only got four off that second last over. So you can probably say that <laughs> I gave myself <laughs> a little bit of work to do in that last over. But yeah, um, the the guys out there, Lockie Ferguson, he's he's been in some pretty big situations. Obviously, just coming off the um, IPL final and things like that. So he was able to keep us both pretty calm out there, and and did a great job of of just trying to keep us both in the moment and. And yeah, ultimately you just got to try watch the ball and and swing pretty hard at that sort of stage. Hey, Ireland's Harry Tickton managed to bag a maiden century. Was he on your guys' radar uh, heading into that match? Yeah, he's he's scored a few fifties and um, has played really well in one day cricket. So he's certainly a player that we were we knew was capable of of having an innings like that. But yeah, he played exceptionally well. He's he's yeah really really pleasing on the eye as a right hander there and. Um, yeah, put us under huge amounts of pressure there throughout the Ireland innings. Hey, mate, where's, where's the group at after a pretty long series? Obviously another format over in England, um, playing the Test, but where, where's the group at? Like the Obviously a couple of new players coming into, this, into the squad and bringing a bit of energy, but how, how's the group coping uh, uh, since they've been together for such a uh, only short period of time? Yeah, it was a, obviously a pretty tough um, Test series there, and there's some new faces mm. come into this ODI squad now, which is which is pretty cool. And to have two guys make their debut, they had serious amounts of energy out there yesterday, Finn and um, GP. <laughs> so, yeah, th- those guys sort of, um, they, they bring the energy. But, yeah, a lot of us are, are pretty early in our one-day careers. So everyone's mm. everyone's fizzing and, and rearing to go. I think we haven't played a lot of one-day cricket as a, as a nation in the last couple of years. So I think... There were, were a few cobwebs there, just just trying to get back into that format of 
I don't know, it's the old cliche, there's always a bit more time than you think in a one-day game. So, yeah, it's just trying to get into that into that mindset and tempo of one-day cricket, I guess. But, um, yeah, we sh- well, hopefully we're better for it tomorrow and after that first hit out. Nice, mate. Well, we know you're pretty busy, you've got another match to prepare for, so we won't hold you too long. But traditionally, you know, it, when, when the Black Cats are playing, they usually playing your traditional cricketing nations. But you're playing a lot of teams that, for me, if I'm going to be... Uh, completely honest, have no idea. You're playing Scotland, you're playing Netherlands. We saw a bit of Netherlands when they came down under, but you're playing Ireland as well. What does the North bring to the cricketing sense? Yeah, I think it's um, there's been a real push in the last few years. The, well, Ireland's a test-playing nation, obviously, but um, mm-hmm. the associate nations, the Scotlands and Netherlands and the Lucks, um, they've, they've had a real push to um, play more cricket, and I think it's, yeah, it's great for the international game that these nations are, are highly competitive now I think in years gone by you'd think um, playing playing the likes of these teams was was an easy victory but yeah I, I think yeah the the amount of money and um, time and mm. commitment that all the these these teams are putting into their game there's there's certainly no easy beats in uh, world cricket now and it's it's great for the game because it's obviously growing globally so yeah that there's some cool um, sort of grounds. This Malahide is, um, is, is is pretty unique. There's a there's a tree sort of with a little bit of a hill on one side. If you, you might be able to see it on the TV tomorrow. So there's some little quirks to these to these grounds. But yeah, it's um, it's pretty cool. And obviously, um, being in just out of Dublin, um, there's the there's all the peripherals uh, around the game as well. So I think we're going on a Guinness tour in a couple of days. So that that will be pretty cool, and 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 trying to get stuck into the um, the local culture over here while we're, while we're here. Hey, Michael, just a real quick one, okay? Just uh, is it chips and mayonnaise from Netherlands? Is it haggis from Scotland, or is it Guinness from Ireland? Oh, you can't go past the Guinness in Ireland. I don't know if you boys have tried <laughs> it, but it's just it's just so creamy. I, I can't get my head around it. <laughs> yeah, there's some beautiful cuisines, mate. Michael, appreciate you coming on the show and uh, sharing your thoughts. Well done on a fantastic innings the other day and, well, saving us from a horrible weekend of sport. But, mate, congratulations. All the best for the next couple of weeks. Cool. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks for having me. Cheers. S-E-N-Z. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30 a.m. for a limited time only.